Something I never could have been, and I've often thought as I have observed the mothers of my life, my own mother who has went on to be with the Lord many years ago, plus the one I married to, I just know, not because of physical, but I could not have qualified. I tell you, God bless all of you mothers that are here today. And we thank the Lord for you very, very much. Brother Harold is going to come, and he'll direct us in the remaining part of the service. Thank you all very much for your prayers for my physical well-being. And my well-being is about as well-being as 
well-being can be. That being said, here comes well-being for the Herald. Good morning. <clears throat> Happy Mother's Day, as Pastor said. Um, a lot of times we start off with mothers uh, and coming up, but we're going to change it up this year. I don't want anybody to walk out upset, but it's going to be at the end, so I'll let you know so nobody gets mad and thinks we didn't do it. All right, and none of the moms will be here, but it's going to be at the end when we uh, celebrate the moms, so we're changing it up on you. Uh, just a couple announcements. We need to possibly change the men's meeting from the 21st. We're going to try to confirm that. Um, Everett says no. Okay, they're not going to have it, all right. And then we may be announcing a district event the 21st in Olapa at 6.30, so tentatively mark that down if you're interested in that, and we'll have it definite by next week. But we heard there may be one, but we have to confirm that. But uh, but that would be Saturday, uh, May 21st, and I th we think it's 6.30. So, But we'll let you know next week on that. All right? Uh, that's it for announcements. Remember Bible study? Uh, 7 o'clock Wednesday, prayer service 6.30. And uh, if you would, let's all stand. We'll have an opening time of prayer this morning as we go into service. If anyone has any prayer requests, you can make them known. I know they mentioned uh, praying for Sister Millie, so we need to uh, remember her in prayer. Yeah. All right, let's remember Roger. Aaron? Chase? All right, let's remember Chase. Yeah, Molly? All right, let's remember Terry. Unspoken request, you can raise your hands. God knows each one. Let's all pray this morning. Lord, we come to you at this time, God, just praying, Lord, for each and every need, God, that was mentioned here, Lord, those that are on the hearts, God, the minds. God, we just know that you know each one and that you are able to be with them at this time, Lord, that you can provide answers, God, healings, and bring peace and comfort, God, to those that need
could have a couple of ushers. It's second Sunday, so it'll be a mission offering. So as we give, it'll go towards uh, work in uh, Mexico and in Haiti. If you want to give to another fund, just mark it on the envelope or on the check. Let's pray again. God, we come to you at this time again, thanking you, Lord, for another opportunity, God, to give here today. We just ask that you'll bless the offering, God, that you'll um, be with the missionaries, God, all over the world, Lord, and the work that they're doing. We just pray that you would minister through them, God, and, and just uh, help them to uh, shine their, their light, God, of you upon uh, the areas they're in, Lord, and that you continue to bless and minister through them in your name. Amen.
worship time, would you all just pray with me? Just pray to the Lord and just ask him to continue the work that he has begun. Would you do that with me this morning? perfectionist and so that's hard with kids uh, there's definitely days when I have my doubts about my abilities I struggle with my temper I struggle with like how I react with situations I wish I knew how to I guess just calm myself before speaking to them I wish I was better at taking time to sit down and just listen more to my child I wish I was more confident and being a mom. I'm not the most patient person in the world. Patient. Patience is far and away probably the biggest struggle. I just want them to know just how much I love them. to snuggle with pretty funny she does cook a lot of food for me she's just unique that's why i love her so much we go on dates together like we go shopping she loves me a lot i have a lot of favorite things about my mom we like to watch movies together and color and stuff we go to church together, we volunteer together. She is like my heart, I guess you could say, because she's that close to me. My favorite thing is to jump on a trampoline with my mom. That's my most favorite thing to go up high. We like get ice cream or something, and like you go to the nail salon and have fun. <laughs> my mommy's my hero. She's pretty and beautiful. She is my hero. She just will care about me and just always love me forever. She's the best. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> I always seem to focus mostly on the negative and 
I guess I can walk out of here and say that I'm doing something great and that my child is viewing me in totally different lenses as I view myself. So that's, that's inspiring. This is my calling. This is my job. This is what I love to do and I will do it better and with love each and every day because those kids count on me and they love me for what I'm doing. Surprise, it's me, not Harold. I was a little worried about what he might share on Mother's Day. So I said, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, just the truth, he says. Uh-huh. Harold has a different perspective of truth sometimes. No. <laughs> um, so today we do, we honor moms, but we don't only just honor mom, women here who have children, but we honor our spiritual mothers as well. Uh, we honor the women uh, who have prayed for our youth, the women who have been praying for their nieces, for their nephews, for their neighbors. Uh, we honor the grandmothers who spoil our kids and give bits of wisdom uh, and continue to live a life of faith each day in front of them. We honor them. And we honor the mothers who are no longer with us. Because while we will always miss them, no matter how long it has been, we are thankful for the legacy of love that they have left behind. We're thankful for that. And today we honor our God, who equips us and empowers us to do whatever role he has called us to in whatever season he has called us to. And he is faithful. He is faithful. Amen? So being a mom, being a parent, it's not an easy job. Um, it's filled with highs and lows. It's filled with wonderful memories. And then it's filled with those things that you wish you could erase from your memory <laughs> as well. It, it is both of those things. Um, and like the moms in the video, it's all too easy to focus on the negative, to focus on our shortcomings, to um, our, focus on our, our perceived failures. Uh, I know in my life uh, as a mom, there are times that I wish I had shown more patience and more grace. Um, there are times I wish I had uh, slowed down and paid more attention and not been in such a hurry. Um, and it doesn't matter who we are here today. We can all look back over our lives and see things we wish we had done differently. Seen times that we wish we had responded differently um, or not responded at all. You know, times that we wish we had done more. But today, this morning, we're going to change our perspective. And instead of focusing on regrets and shoulda, coulda, wouldas, we're going to fix our eyes on Jesus. The one who redeems what the locusts have stolen the one who never leaves us or forsakes us. He is the God of limitless resources and the one who holds us, our children, and our loved ones in his hands. He holds them all. And I'm glad to know that throughout all the seasons and terrains of life that our God goes before us, aren't you? Just like he led the children of Israel through the wilderness with the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, the Lord leads us. And all they had to do was keep their eyes on that cloud. 
and keep their eyes on that fire. And when it moved, then they moved. And when we fix our eyes on Jesus, we have access to the same benefit. By his spirit and through his word, we can know when to stay put, when to move, and which way to go. And we can rest assured that our God is with us. Our God is with us. Psalms 139 and verse 5. I'm going to read it in two different translate or two different versions. The King James Version says, Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thy hand upon me. In the NLT it says, You go before me and you follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. That's a beautiful picture of a God that surrounds us. A God that is leading us where we need to go in our lives. And he is preparing the way for us. A God who is covering our back and watching, watching out for us. And his hand of blessing is on our head. His hand of blessing is on us. So the springboard for, the rest, for this message is a song that the Lord woke me up with on Friday called You Say by Lauren Daigle. Um, and as moms, as aunts, as grandmas, sisters, friends, dads, brothers, uncles, grandpas, Children of God. Did I cover everybody here? We need to remind ourselves what God says about us. Because what God says trumps any circumstance we may face or any feelings that we may have. What God says trumps any circumstance we may face and any feelings we may have. It trumps it. So I'm going to read the words to the song, and then we're going to talk about a few of them and and, uh, go to the scriptures as well. But it says, I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. Am I more than just the sum of every every high and every low? Remind me once again just who I am because I need to know. You say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. You say I am strong when I think I am weak. You say I am held when I am falling short. And when I don't belong, you say I am yours. The only thing that matters now is everything you think of me. In you I find my worth. In you I find my identity. Taking all I have, and now I'm laying it at your feet. You'll have every failure, God. You'll have every victory. Because you say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. And you say I am strong when I think I am weak. You say I am held when I am falling short. And when I don't belong, you say I am yours. And I believe what you say of me. I believe. So the first part I want to talk about is that first, first two lines that says, I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. Anybody ever been there? Two hands. And my feet, if I wouldn't fall. <laughs> uh, I have been there. I have felt like I didn't have enough resources and I didn't have enough reserves. I have felt like I have given all I can and it still didn't seem like enough. Uh, 
And then I began to think about someone else uh, who could have handled it better. Someone else would have handled that better than me. They would have known what to say or what to do. They would have been enough. But I sure don't feel like I am. And then I'm reminded of Moses. Moses, who stood bravely in front of Pharaoh. Bev, I about got on to you last night in Bible study. Who stood bravely in front of Pharaoh and delivered the message from God to let his people go. Moses, who held up his staff and watched God part the Red Sea. Moses, who got to meet with God up on the mountain and received the Ten Commandments directly from the Lord. Moses, who had to cover his face after being in the temple because his face shone from the glory of God. This Moses, this same Moses, did not think he was enough. He did not think that he measured up. When the Lord called to him from the burning bush in Exodus chapter 3, Moses didn't feel like he was enough, and he proceeded the Lord to tell him all the reasons why he should go get someone else. Someone more qualified, someone more eloquent. He said, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh in Exodus 3 and 11? If I do this, who should I tell them sent me? What if they don't believe me? I'm not eloquent. I'm slow and hesitant in speech. Please, Lord, send someone else. And the Lord, of course, has a response to each one of Moses' reasons that God should look elsewhere for someone to complete this assignment. He says in Exodus 3 and 12, when he says, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? He responds with, I'll be with you. It's not about you, Moses. I will be with you. And then when he responds to him in Exodus 3:14 and 15 about who sent him, he said, tell them I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob sent you. And that would mean something to them. In their history, that would mean something to them. And then uh, what if they don't believe me? God says, I will perform signs and wonders through you to prove that I have sent you. I'll take care of all that. And then he says... You know, when Moses says, well, I just I don't speak very well. I'm not eloquent. To which God responds, who made your mouth? <laughs> who made your mouth? I will help you speak, and I will teach you what to say, he says. And then finally, whenever he has said, please, Lord, just send someone else, he says, fine, you can have your brother. Aaron can help you. <laughs> I will send Aaron to help you. You know, God had a mission for Moses to complete. And while Moses clearly didn't believe he was up for it, God knew otherwise. He knew the plan that he had. And he knew that Moses, as he depended on the Lord, would be able to do the work that God called him to do. He didn't do everything perfectly by any means, nor will we. But I believe that Moses came to see that God truly was enough. That he truly was enough. And God has a mission for each one of us. And we may not feel up to the task as a mom to this child, as a Christian in this work environment, as a teacher or a student in this increasingly anti-Christian school culture that we have, as a spouse with an unsaved partner, as a leader in this ministry that God has called us to, as a prayer warrior. We may not feel like we're enough, but let me remind all of us this morning that he is. He is enough because his spirit lives in us as believers. We are more than able to accomplish whatever assignment God calls us to in any season of life. In any season of life. He is enough. 
The next line of the song says, uh, of the chorus says, you say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. Isaiah 49, 14 to 16. But Zion says, the Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. Israel was feeling forsaken and alone. And God reminds them, I'll never forget you. I will never forget you. He tells them, even if a mother should somehow be able to forget her child that she has born and nursed, I would never forget you. And he will never forget us. Our names, our likenesses, that is just a powerful image to me, that we are engraved on the palm of his hand. Engraved on the palm of his hand, right there. As as a nurse, I have written countless things on my hand (laughs) to remember things that I needed to remember and later write down, and that's where you write it, right there, because you know that's where you'll see it. And God has engraved us there on the palm of his hand. Um, His thoughts towards us are endless. And he knows. He knows when we feel overwhelmed. He knows when we feel forgotten, unappreciated, anxious, discouraged. And he tells us that no matter what we feel or don't feel, the steadfast love of our God never changes. Never changes. He sees all the things that we do for our families, our friends, and our jobs, our schools, and ministry. And he celebrates with us, with the accomplishments that are made. He celebrates with us as those are achieved. And he encourages us when things don't go the way that we planned or the way that we had prayed that they would. Um, And if we will just turn our eyes to him, we will see and feel the steadfast love of our God, right? What an expression of love that we are engraved on the palm of his hands. We are loved. And then it says, you say, I am strong when I think I am weak. Psalm 73 and 26, my flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. My circumstances may look bleak, but God is the strength of my heart. My child may still be away from God, but God is the strength of my heart. My bank account may look anemic, and (laughs) doctor's report may not have been good, but God is the strength of my heart. My friends may turn their back on me, but God is the strength of my heart. That relationship may not be mended yet, but God is the strength of my heart. And he is my portion forever. Forever. Um, David said in 2 Samuel 22, 29-30, he said, Lord, you are my lamp. The Lord lights up my darkness. In your strength, I can crush an army. And with my God, I can scale any wall. Any wall. Any wall. Have you ever seen those movies where... It's someone trying to get into some academy or whatever, and they're trying to pass that physical fitness test. And invariably, there's a wall, right, that they have to try to scale and get over. And usually in the movie, to try and make it funny, it's someone who is in no way physically prepared to climb over this wall, right? 
And so you see them, and they've been trying and trying and trying to get over this wall, and the camera goes to them again, and they're at the base of the wall. They've, like, gotten nowhere, right, (laughs) is what they do. And, you know, and that would be me, by the way. There's no way I'd get over the wall. But we need to know that no matter what walls we come across in our lives, our physical ability does not matter. It doesn't matter how weak we feel in the flesh. With our God, we can scale any wall, any wall. Because his strength is perfect. His strength is perfect. And I wasn't going to use this passage because it is so familiar, but the Lord told me to anyway. So here we go. Isaiah 40, 29 to 31. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. His strength is perfect. It's perfect. And when we feel weak, he is our strength. And he says that we are strong. We are strong. You say I am held when I am falling short. We've all felt like we've fallen short, haven't we? Like we blew it. Yeah, been there. I'm so grateful to know that even in my failings, the Lord's presence is still there and he is still holding me. Psalms 139, 7 to 11 says, Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up to heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. I don't know where your even there place is. It says, even there thy hand held me, and thy right hand shall hold me. I don't know where your even there place is, the place you feel like there's no hope and no way out. But the psalmist says, even if I make my bed in hell and live in the deepest part of the sea, even there you're going to find me. And you hold me. And he picks us up out of the darkness. He did it for Jonah. He found his even there was that big fish. He, found, he did it for Elijah. We had to bring up Elijah, didn't we? He did it for Elijah when he was in the cave fearing for his life after running from Jezebel. He came to him and he called to him and his spirit brought him out of that cave. The voice of God brought him out. But he will do that. He will put us back in the light and redeem what we thought was lost because of our shortcomings. He will do that. When we have fallen short, he picks us up and he holds us. The next line says, when I don't belong, you say I am yours. You say I am yours. You know, there's many different situations where we may not feel like we belong or we fit in. Uh, Some of them as a child of God, we shouldn't want to fit in. But as our kids grow up and our roles in their lives change, sometimes we struggle with where we belong in that new season of their life. You know, but all of us want a sense of belonging. No matter what season of life we're in, we want that sense of belonging. It gives us a sense of purpose. And knowing that we belong to God gives us our ultimate purpose. Amen. Our ultimate purpose. Amen. 
Psalms 103 says, Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Um, I wanted to read an excerpt from a devotional about that passage, Psalms 103. It reminds us that we belong to God. The common English Bible states, Know that the Lord is God. He made us, and we belong to him. The Hebrew original of the last phrase can literally be literally translated, we are his. The next part of the verse reinforces this truth by adding, we are his people, the sheep of his own pasture. Thus, we belong to God because he made us to be his very own people. And he continues to watch over us as our good shepherd. What difference does it make that we belong to God? This simple truth can transform our lives. It can give us profound reassurance of our self-worth. We matter because we belong to the creator of the universe. The fact that we belong to God also gives order to our lives. We are first and foremost God's people. Thus, all of our other roles in life must be seen in the light of this primary reality. You may be a lawyer or a manager or a teacher, but you are first of all one of God's people. You may be a father or a mother or a friend, but you are first of all one of God's people. And how you live in each of these other roles will be shaped by your primary relationship to God as someone who belongs to him. We belong to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And every other role we have in our life springs from that. And we know that we belong. We belong. He, we are his the people and the sheep of his pasture. So even when we're in a room full of people and we feel alone or we're struggling to fit in, we can stand up tall with confidence because we are a child of God and we belong to him. In you, I find my worth. In you, I find my identity. Our worth is not found in our accomplishments, in our titles, in our abilities, in our status in our kids' accomplishments, in the clothes we wear, or the job that we have. That is not where our worth is found. My name may be Lisa Renee Jacobs Carr, in case you all wanted to know that. Born to Rudy and Faye Jacobs. And I may be married to the pale man pushing 50 who strutted around the church last week. I had to throw that in. But my identity is that I'm a child of God. And my worth is found in him and what he says about me. And the Apostle Paul knew this. He gave up his status in the Jewish committee and the, uh, committee, community, in the Jewish community and the comforts and prestige that came with it to go all in for Jesus Christ. And he found his worth in Christ alone. He said, But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ, and be found in him not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is God by faith. Paul knew none of it mattered. His worth, his identity, was found in Christ alone, in Christ alone. 
taking all I am, and now I'm laying it at your feet. You'll have every failure, God. You'll have every victory. Saying, I'm all yours, God. I'm going to do my best to follow your voice and trust in your promises. But in the failures, you're still my God. In the victories, you're still my God. And then one day we'll say like David, who am I, sovereign Lord? And what is my family that you have brought me this far? Who am I, Lord, that you have brought me this far? God is faithful. He is faithful and he is so good. And we will say, look what the Lord has done. As we look back over our lives with the hills and the valleys and everything that we go through, we can still look back and say, look what God did. Look how he carried me there. Look how he saw us through. And we will believe what he says, right? We will believe what he says. I will believe that no weapon formed against me will prosper. I believe that nothing can separate me from God's love. I believe that he will keep me in perfect peace as I fix my thoughts on him. I believe that he is greater than all my failings and all my mistakes. I believe that he is a God of limitless resources and that he will provide. I believe that he will comfort me during my grief. I believe that his mercies are new every morning. I believe that joy comes in the morning. And I believe that he will equip us and empower us to do the work that he has called us to do. Amen? I believe. So this morning we're going to do it a little bit differently. Um... I would like, if you are a female, come to the front. <laughs> and if you, we're going to play a song on a video, so if you need to sit, that's fine. Um, but yeah, face me. Yep, face me. And we're going to play the song we've been talking about. Make sure if, if anyone needs to sit down, they can sit on the front row. Come on, don't be shy. Oh, my watch is talking to me. That's fine. And we're going to play this song. And I pray that you will let the the words soak into your hearts and your souls this morning. Um, You are all, every one of you that are here, make an impact around you. And your role is important, no matter what it may be. And uh, let's believe what the Lord says about us. I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough.
behind us as they're praying please pray for all of these ladies father god we come to you lord lord jesus we are thankful for each one lord god thankful father for your love for your mercy thankful lord that you are enough god and lord jesus we just pray father for each one of these ladies lord god whatever season of life that they may be in lord god God, with the, whether they're a mother, whether they're an aunt, whether they have good friends, Lord, whatever season of life, God, they may be in, Lord, God, I pray, Lord, God, that you would help them, God, to embrace that role, God, to trust you, to lead them, Lord, God, in this season of life, and to know that you are enough, Lord, God, you are our strength, you are our portion forever, Lord, God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever, Lord. God, may we never forget that we are engraved on the palm of your hands, Lord God. We are ever before your face, Lord. God, your love and your care for each one of us, God, we cannot even comprehend, God, your thoughts towards us, Lord. God, that you love us, Lord, with an unending love, steadfast love, Lord. And Lord God, I pray for strength. I pray for perseverance, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you would help each one of us to fix our eyes on you, God, and believe what you say about us, Lord. Believe what you say about us, Lord God. Believe, God, that you have good plans for us, Lord God. Believe, Lord God, that whatever our age God, you are not done with us, God. While there is breath in our body, Lord, we will serve you, Lord God. Help us, Father. Help us, Father, Lord. God, we give you praise. We give you honor, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, for this group of women here, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing that they are to this church, Lord, for the blessing they are to one another, God, for their families and in their homes, Lord. I thank you for each one of them, Lord God, and may your hand of blessing continue to be upon them as you go before them and you are behind them and you are encircling them, Lord God. God, continue to bless in their homes and in their lives and at their workplaces, Lord, and as they serve you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. To God be all the glory. To God be all the glory. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are so good, Father. Thank you, Lord. You are so good, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for all that you have done, Lord. Blessings. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Give this group of women a a round of applause, would you, men? Thank you, Lord. Come on, like you mean it, babe, like you mean it. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. And we do have a gift. We do. Um, So, my helpers, we've got a couple, we've got a few things, a couple things. And then Joanne has something for all the ladies as well. Okay. Yes, they can have two pieces. Pick out two. You can feel faithful and blessed as you file your fingernails. That's right. File it down. Hopefully not. Hopefully we won't wipe off the word of God. Uh, Harold, those other flowers need brought in too. Thank, huh? They need brought in. Thank you. So Joanne brought these for everyone, and, and uh, thank you, Joanne. And then we have some others coming. Harold, they're in sections. Sarah, divide them up. Oh, good. Feel free to trade amongst yourself if you'd like after, you know, whatever. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Uh, Just, Joanne will take them home. Yeah, thank you. Uh, See if Deji and PJ and them want to take one to their mom. Yeah, yeah. We got enough. Uh, no can I don't think there's enough candy, but flowers are fine. All right. In closing, in closing, say I believe, I believe. what you say of me. Say of me. Amen. 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 Enjoy your day.